0: I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We're bringing treats and
1: tricks... For season six... Of... The, the Connor and Show. Show! We are also here with... Ryan Dean Halbark Hello. Hello. Yes, Ryan... Book. Ryan Dean Halbark.
0: I'm sorry, it's early. Yeah, it's, um, a,
1: it's like six o'clock here in Virginia.
0: In the evening, and that's just early. I have
1: only had three beers.
0: Not even... Um, All right. Well, I just want to do a quick intro and welcome you back to our film series. We're doing some spooky detours before we get back to the SU. Um, We also have a Patreon. The details are in the description of the podcast. Thanks for your support to those who already are. Check it out. Uh, We're going to take a quick break and we will be... In
1: 1985...
0: Tyler was meeting Justin at their favorite arcade, Longshot. Just as Justin was about to confess his love for Tyler, the world changed. Blending elements of 1980s pop culture and LGBTQIA fiction, we journey through this incredible experience that brings them closer together as they fight against the world trying to keep them apart. (laughs)
1: Listen
0: to Longshot on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, today we are tackling Jordan Peele's latest nope. film. Nope. 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 Um,
1: Wait, we're tackling it
0: again. Yeah, so just full disclosure, we already recorded this episode, but Anchor FM had different plans for our recording. It was not saved for some reason, and...
1: The original episode was sort of sp- Produced by the Secret Service, and when they washed everything, it kind of left with it.
0: Well, I, tr- I so, checked to see if it was saved, and Anchor said, nope. Nope. So here we are. Uh, the time frame of this movie is modern day, and we are in uh, California.
2: Yeah, right outside L.A.
0: Yeah. Is it California? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I would
2: hmm I, I guess because of the... Well, they have to transport the horses for the Hollywood... Don't
1: to do, so. I don't know why I was thinking it was like the next state over. It didn't look like California.
0: All right. Well, we open on a monkey birthday party. Um, and it doesn't look like it's gone very well. It's a brief shot. And then we get to an outdoor where there's a father and son who are on a ranch. And there's a <clears throat> cloud in the sky. And then suddenly there's a rain of objects down on the earth. And the father is killed. Um... By a
1: nickel in the eye. By a nickel through the eye. Um, really puts a different uh, outlook on the song. Mm. And we're going, from heaven.
0: You know, we're going to spoil
1: this movie, so.
0: If you have not, yeah, then then nope. Shut it down. Watch it, and then come back to us. Uh, then the title rolls. Nope.
2: He basically dies from shit in the eye.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, I don't want to just, like, give you a synopsis of this film. I just want to kind of talk freeform about yeah. it. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happens, so much so that describing it blow by blow would be just as confusing. Let's talk
2: about the characters. Okay.
0: Yeah. So the father who was killed is clearly a famous horse trainer. They have a- Played by the
2: wonderful Keith David.
0: Yes. Uh, they have a business that has been around since there was recorded film. Their great-great-grandfather is on film, uh, I think as there's one more great. Great-great-great-great-grandfather it's, is- is it's one of the- the first man on film- African American man on a horse as a cowboy, um, and they've been in the horse training business ever since. So Haywood, yeah, the Haywood, Haywood is the name of the family because
1: um, it's H H H, and the name of
2: the the guy, the real guy,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, it's H H H on a trailer. Look, in it, it forms into a movie reel,
0: right, like a film strip.
1: Yeah, Haywood Hollywood
0: horses. Mm-hmm. Very good. Then we have Daniel Kaluuya's character, who is kind of the strong, silent type. Um, the
2: son of Keith David.
0: Yes, and his sister uh, is Kiki Palmer, um, who is I, I love her character. Anytime she comes on, it's like, what's she gonna do next? Um, very, very funny. Yeah,
2: and you can tell between their the characterizations of them and what their relationship is with the father dying at the first Hollywood shoot and he doesn't really isn't able to speak to people and she's late and comes in and she's really about herself and kind of just goes through the motions kind of thing that really sets up their you know how they're gonna be with each other
0: yeah and and i will say that we start to see like a ufo thing pretty soon into the film um I would say in the first 25 minutes there's something No, no,
2: there's a a lo- very long chunk and I don't think you realize while watching it that really spends time with the characters because if you remember when they get back from the thing in Hollywood where they get fired from that job, they go and see Stephen Yoon's character
0: yeah, and then meets so. Stephen
2: Yoon and so it goes I think it's a good 40 minutes before we really get into the crux of I just must have
0: lost track of time I was abducted and No you were just <laughs> you, it really let it, let it you didn't live feel with the like characters. it was that yeah. long but Stephen Young's character um is a former child TV star who now runs a uh, like a, a amusement park Jupiter Jupiter's claim and he is the main uh Star of his own show, his wife and kids kind of help out. There's a museum that's hidden inside of his office. Uh, There's a TV show that he was on. Which is the connection to the monkey in the beginning.
1: Which I thought the entire thing for the first, like, two-thirds of the film, I thought the whole movie was about animals. I thought it was something about the uh the way that we interact with animals and how they become tame and then maybe all of a sudden their wild side comes out i thought it was going to be sort of like that old moral of you can't tame the beast when i saw different things happening and then that guy uh towards the end of the the director movie maker guy he was watching some sort of animal footage on his in his office and I just kept thinking, oh my gosh, this is a bigger lens about animals. And
0: I still do. Um, I still think that's yeah, the true line.
2: Yeah, that was your initial thought. And then the UFO thing happened. And so you kind of change direction in your mind. And then the UFO turns out to be, again, spoiler,
0: uh, an animal. An animal, not a ship. Not um, a ship. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the quotes that Daniel says at one or, point. Or, like I had he, said
1: in the, in the Secret Service edition that got lost. uh, Is it an animal,
0: or is it not a
1: ship? Can the animal be the ship? Can the ship be the animal? I think the animal
2: can make many uh, different uh, forms. Forms. Yeah, and so like it travels around with the little circle at the bottom, like looking like a UAP, Mm -hmm. uh, and sucking up and eating that way. What's a UAP? That's what the it's called now, right?
1: Unidentified aerial parachutes.
0: <laughs> he says it. Angel says it. The guy from the Best Buy. Or whatever. Somebody Google UAP. I can't remember the exact terminology. And, and then- a UAP is the recent, mis- uh, the recent name of of what? Because UFO has such a stigma to it, but now that the government is talking actively about things that they don't know what they unidentified are. Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, right? I think that might be it.
1: Yes, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon.
0: And, you know, just putting this out there, NOPE could be the title because that's what you say when you see something scary and you're, you're like, nope, not going to do this. Or it could be an acronym, acronym of itself of not of planet Earth. Just Just Ooh. saying. Oh, interesting. Um, but, and the, the, the reason I bring that up is because I've been thinking about the whole UAP conversation about why isn't it a UFO? Well, it's this, and the, this means this. And I thought, well, why have that conversation if maybe nope doesn't just mean nope? At any rate, that... Even
2: though it is said multiple times. Eh?
0: Multiple times to, to yeah. yeah. I'm sure that was a hit in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Daniel Kaluuya does say at one point, what if it ain't a ship? And that then we cut to another scene.
2: Right. And then you realize he's so good with animal training with horses and stuff like that that as you said Matt he started to apply that same thinking to this thing that he decides as a creature yeah and that it makes all of the difference in the world
0: there's a, a interesting thread here of reflection and mirrors and um, there's a, a sphere shaped shiny object that's used at the horse um, shoot that goes awry under his leadership after his father passes so much so that we see him carrying that theme later, trying to recreate that instrument at home so he can work with the animal to, to trust it. Um, and it comes back at the end with the TMZ reporter with a helmet. And also the reflection of the, uh,
2: what are those called?
0: The Wiggly Man. The for sale people.
2: Yeah, the for sale. The,
0: the big giant dancing balloon men. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. There's the reflection that you pointed out, Matt, when they're driving back. And they're going past it, and the reflection of it in the mirror—I mean, in the window—which uh, window, comes back later mm-hmm. to be used as, uh, I guess, kind of like to let them know when it's
1: flying by, right? Because it'll go turn off, right? And then also the idea that he would not look at the, w- look at it. So there's not only the reflection. There's the opposite of that of not looking at yourself or at. You're not monster. supposed
0: to look directly in the eyes of any animal. I mean, that's like an unwritten code. I mean, even dogs can kind of go off if you look at them right in the eye. Now, not our boys, because their eyes, I think, point out to the side, so they can't really tell if you're looking straight at them or not. But looking at it, making direct eye contact with even a dog is is a no-no.
2: I mean, don't do it to me either. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, no <laughs> eye contact, please.
0: Um, going back to Steven Yun though, uh, we do get a flashback about... Gordy. M- more Gordy, the, the chimpanzee. Um, and we see a little more information. And it was a horrific scene where two actors, it seems, were murdered. Uh, the, his sister got mutilated uh, and, and survived. And, and there's it,
2: a standing shoe <clears throat> with a drop of blood.
0: Yes, a shoe standing on end that was also in the museum. Not, never going to be explained for you. don't know what that was. There were balloons popping. Um and then Gordy gives Steven Young's character a fist bump, and, first fist bump. Yeah, they that was like their thing that they did in the show, and then as soon as the he fist bumps him, the chimp is shot. So, all that happens. Um, I will say that. Go ahead. No, go ahead. When we finally get to there's a a bit of business about, um, uh, the Haywood you know, horses being sold off to Jupiter's claim.
2: Which is why they stopped by to see if they could buy them back.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think that everyone separately in their own little fiefdoms have been seeing this phenomenon and not t- talking to each other about it. Because slowly they start to devise their plans of what they're going to do to make money off of the thing. Um, but he'd
2: been doing it for months. Mm-hmm. For months, feeding the, the nope.
0: Yeah. Feeding the feeding uh what is it called? Um U-A-P? Jean Jacket. Jean Jacket, right. Um, is the code name for the, the creature. So Stephen Young's character has built builds up to this Star Lasso experience, um where he's gonna feed a horse to this creature. Um which
2: I think he still thinks is a UFO too, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like a sacrifice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he has this whole script that we see him rehearsing beforehand. Um, The Star Lasso experience goes horribly awry. And uh, everyone at Jupiter's Claim is basically sucked up into what I can only describe as like a sky trachea or sky colon. um, Which is weird. Esophagus. Um, Esophagus. So, but, but... I think the my takeaway here from that is that then the, the thing is still flying around looking for the last, you know, looking for Lucky, the horse. Uh, and you can hear the people screaming while still inside, the being digested slowly. It's kind of awful. And then all of a sudden... But kind of
1: also mirrored and reflected the thrill of the amusement tra- attractions, kind of, I felt. Mm-hmm. Like it was always like a thrill and also horrific at the same time. And
0: then they all stop screaming at once, and then materials drop out, just like they did. And we go, oh, he's pooping out objects he doesn't want to digest. And then there's a rain of blood, which is something to see. Yeah, um,
2: um, I wanted to mention that, uh, you know, prior to that, they're, they would go to the Best Buy to get this... Uh, fries. Fries. Yeah Right, right. It's not the Best Buy, it's fries. It's, right, it's fries. Best uh, fries. To get help to get these cameras because they want to get this thing on camera. He winds up working with them. Uh, and there's this whole thing where Kiki Palmer steals a horse from Stephen Yoon. A decoy horse. A decoy horse with these flags on it. And they have a little interesting... Uh, thing with Steven Yun as he pulls up to their property and they're standing there like oh what the heck's going on like oh hey we have a horse just like that or he's like yeah that's funny what bye makes makes him stay there but that becomes uh, the thing that creates the scariest thing in the film
0: yeah so Steven Yun's character if you haven't followed that knowing that Kiki Palmer's character stole this horse decoy he deploys his children dressed in alien costumes which is the costumes they wear over at Jupiter's claim right. and Daniel Kalua is out at the horse barns he shuts the light out he walks away the light comes back on or vice versa I can't remember it's on or Jupiter's off Jupiter's
1: claim yeah like out of out of reach out, of, out in space
0: like another planet
1: claiming mm mm-hmm. mhm like we are Jupiter's claim.
0: If you're projecting that the creature is from Jupiter,
1: well, the thing is,
0: is it just an allegory for like an out, outer space tie-in?
2: Because it's a half Western, half science fiction park. So a claim back in the day was like a you know a gold claim or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and then Jupiter for the science fiction aspect. That's why I, I I I didn't look into it, but maybe. There is something to
1: see. I've, I've never seen a movie with so many things to talk about that are not in the dialogue.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, in the end product of, of what happens. Like, is
1: there another movie like this where, like, we're talking about what's not being said? I think his Us. Uh,
0: there was a lot of that in that film. In that I think film. there's a lot of films with, you know, random character
2: things that happen that don't necessarily have to do with the plot, per se, but... Make that character arc stronger in what's going to happen within the plot, if that makes sense. And I think that's what he's doing here. And I think the ghost thing with the scariness, I think we all thought we were going to go see Nope and it was going to be like a scary movie, like his other films. And I think he's like, oh, well, I can do that. And he shows you this little piece and it's masterful.
0: With these kids dressed as aliens. With these kids
2: dressed as aliens. And then moves on. And he's like, okay, well, I can do that. But that's not what we're doing here. Right. Um, But he's definitely a master of the craft, without a doubt.
0: Halfway through, I wrote, it's a Cujo, it's a Jaws. A Tremors, yeah. It's a Tremors. Um, In the sky. Daniel's character is also intuitive as an animal trainer. And this is an animal. And I think he starts to figure out... How to work with this thing and what its habits are. Well, with that decoy, they'd figured out that it didn't like that very much. And and he also, he looks away from it, and it it averts him. So that's a very uh, valuable lesson that he's learned there in this at this point wherever we are. Well, it's also
2: what he told everybody. At the Hollywood thing in the beginning with the horse like, don't look it in the eye, don't stand right behind it, and then that horrible thing happens, and the horse winds up kicking someone. I mean, it's that whole same thought process that he uses with mm-hmm. horses. Mm-hmm.
0: He's like, Well, the horses don't like it, yeah. Um, there's a great usage of I wear my sunglasses at night, just uh, just so they throwing look at that out there. The eye. I think it was the balloon
2: popping. I think it was too. I think the sound and the balloon popping was what
0: tr- triggered Gordy' rampage. Which ties into the end of the film: a balloon popping. Absolutely. So that's why that's all there. I mean, there's so
1: many connections in this film.
2: Which is all what you'd said. It's all about the animals and animal reactions to things. And the last recording we did, I had brought up. When it becomes that big thing and it's chasing them, like it's puffing up, it's a defense mechanism because they fucked with it so much, right? So it's like, it's like uh oh, like a peacock.
1: What did you say last time? Octopus. An octopus, something like that. Where, it, it, it yeah, I kept thinking about the octopus movie we watched, and how I always thought of an octopus as I'm in like one shape, and then you watch this movie and you see like it's. Like uh, I'm racing away, shape, and I'm then hiding. Like, I'm hiding shape when it makes itself into like something like that. There's all these different shapes to it depending on how it's what what it's doing.
0: And it can puff itself up really big, like a parachute as well. Right. Yeah, which this creature does at the end. Yeah. Um So it does. News does start coming of the disappearance of forty some people at Jupiter's claim, um, and and I think we did mention there is a a cable guy. Named Angel right. uh, from Fries, who becomes the third amigo, and it's it's a wonderful addition to the treat to the duo that we had—a brother and sister—and um, I love the, the casualness <clears throat> of her uh, gayness. She is, uh, yes, a queer character, and it is set up and not really talked about because it doesn't need to be. And I just love that little nuance. Nothing's talked about. <laughs> Everything is seen. What did she uh,
2: say in the? fries when they were walking. passed
0: a white girl and said you're so pretty yeah. <laughs> and she said I wonder if she's rich or what kind of house she lives in yeah. something like that which is funny that was it um so uh they do get involved with this other filmmaker we alluded to earlier that they were uh he was a, I guess the cameraman or DP on the commercial that didn't work out with the horse uh, case. maybe it was a
2: commercial maybe it wasn't maybe it was something else
0: who knows an industrial who knows um and this guy shoots them down at first, pardon the pun, and then he decides to take them up on this chance to shoot the yeah. object.
2: Played by the great Michael Wincott. Shoot with a gun?
0: No, with a camera that does not run on electricity.
2: Right, he's, he's made it himself. It's a cranker.
0: It's almost a...
2: Out of different pieces.
0: It's, it's reminiscent of the camera that shot their great-great-great-grandfather.
1: Yeah, but how do you... We talked about this last time. How do you know how fast to crank?
0: Uh, that's a thing, right? 24
2: frames per second or
1: whatever? Do you count?
0: Yeah. Do you get used to it? I would imagine someone with c- that amount of skill uh, would just instinctually know.
1: You can't go too fast. Mm-hmm. You can't go too slow. So uh, I saw one film. It, it was too slow.
0: And there there was, of course, the brilliant use of the purple people eater um, yeah. that was brought up by the filmmaker. What's his name again, the actor?
2: Michael Wincott.
0: Yeah. And I thought that was, uh, it's a one-eyed... I mean, just the, the words
2: of it. You're like, yeah, that's a... I, and you're like, wonder, did Jordan people hear that song and then just go crazy? It's like, a purple it's... people eater. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's not purple, but, you but know, it's, still... it's close enough. Um, we established that Jean Jacket is the name of the monster.
2: Yeah, and that's because... A uh, the... horse. That was supposed to have been given to Kiki Palmer when she was younger. It winds up going to be in Scorpion King instead. Uh, and she's looking out the window and, you know sad and her dad won't look at her they're like training the horse and and uh that's when uh her brother looks at her and they have a connection which is brought back later and so they name this new creature jean jacket which i thought was another great character moment you know bringing something back from the beginning
0: but he said my eyes i see you i see you which is another looking you in the eyes Absolutely. kind of moment yeah it's funny matthew didn't like the film until we talked through it the last time it got recorded, and then realized through the end of our discussion, he's like, Oh, wait, maybe I think maybe I do like this.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I think dislike. I'm not throwing my, you under a
0: bus. No, no, now. no.
1: I enjoy buses. Ryan just brought up a bus earlier. Um, I think that the. I think maybe dislike is the wrong word. I did not dislike the film, but I think I l- liked it more after we talked about it because I was focused, literally. On this animal thing And I thought Aha I know what this movie's about It's about these animals Because I didn't know what this movie was about From the get go All I knew was People were looking up in the sky Mm -hmm. And it's called Nope Mm -hmm. So I thought for sure It wasn't going to be scary Nope It was going to be Unbelievable Nope Mm -hmm. Like it's so Mm -hmm. Grotesque Or so outrageous The Nope is like There's just no way That this is even possible Right Um And it wasn't until, well, I guess it maybe was after the um, Jupiter thing when all of the people got digested that I actually saw them going up that little tunnel um, of the esophagus or whatever it was that he was eating them with or she was eating them with. When the UFO was eating them, that's when I really started to go... Okay, now wait a minute, because I knew the thing in the sky, but it still didn't make me think, oh, it's a UFO, I thought. It's
0: a UAP. I mean,
1: first of all, I did pull up on my phone the um, tequila salt rimmer from, what's it called? Yeah, when you put your, because so that's it what it looked look like. like. It looks like a hat? It looks like a hat. Yeah. The, the rimmer that you buy in the store.
0: Look, it's what it looks like from underneath.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what the the UFO looks like. And I was like, "Is this a margarita commercial?"
0: (laughs) Um, So they make a plan using monopoly pieces, which I really enjoyed.
1: Yeah, because they're all taking a chance.
0: Um, They're throw. (laughs) They're They're gonna try to uh, use all these things: the blow up, uh, dancing man. the horse decoy, right? The, the flags. The flags. They don't like the flags. We know that they. the last time we saw them ingest it, they really had it's a hard time. There,
1: yeah. But once again, none of this is ever talked about. They never say why. They never say, is it, is it the colors? Is it the shapes? What is it that they don't like? Or is it just the fact that we accept all these rules that, we, that aren't really ever told to us? Mm-hmm.
2: They're figuring it out along the way, and they don't, you know, like, oh, well, they don't know what it is, so there is no way to to describe it, really. Yeah.
0: It it does look like a tornado when it starts to suck you up, like, or is looking to suck you up. It's interesting.
1: Um, Didn't the horse at one point, the fake horse that got sucked up, and he didn't at one point, like, come crashing through the windshield?
0: Yeah, Daniel's windshield.
1: And it, like, uh, once again, like, all this weird symbolism that feels like, is this all completely planned? Or is some of it happenstance as you're going, they just kind of, I mean, there's so, the backstory of the writing of this, the ideas, is just all over the map. I mean, I haven't read much about this, what other people are saying, but I'd like to, you know, I'd like to read or see some sort of like uh, movie expert be like, well, there was 12 symbols in the movie because 12 is the symbol for, you know me, because there's so much. Mm-hmm. I think I said last time I
2: think Jordan Peele was like watching Steven Spielberg movies. He watched Close Encounters and then he watched Jaws like right after and he was like, "Wait a second. Right, cuz this How did was I a combine Jaws." This? Yeah. It was like it's like a Jaws and a Close Encounters, you know, mashup. I I'm not, you know, uh, saying he's stealing from them, but it was definitely homage and and in, in
0: that.
1: Yeah. And almost in a better Way because it's a little—it's actually like kind of like not on the nose, and it's 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 a newer idea. Like you know what I mean? Like uh, or at least it's it's almost a magic trick, right? Well, you have to also be really ballsy. Now I know that this guy lives in a nice house. Now that he's
0: made a few films, now then, with his yeah. iPhone, yay! He's been a making. He's been living in, in a name? nice house. What's his name? Way. Jordan Peele.
1: Peel. Th- Jordan, thank you. <laughs> Uh, you have to be, you have to really go on a limb just even with the title. I would not have watched this film based on the title if I was up to my own devices. I'd been like, Nope. I, I have no idea what that's about. Who names the film Nope? And then you watch it and you're like, wow, well, I'm pretty much a, a 52 year old idiot.
0: Mm. Well,
1: I also think that there's uh,
2: possibly a cultural thing as well, like, especially with horror films and. Uh, you know, different characters. You know, uh, talking back to the screen, like in uh, Screen Two, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Where it's like, nope. You know, mm-hmm. when something happens on the screen, I think yeah. that it, there's also that. Like, oh, I'm Jordan Peele. You know me for horror films. You know, he, he's bringing that into it as well. So, uh, I think that there's many different meanings to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. is
1: nope. Now in Webster's, it's always been, hasn't it? Has it? I don't know. Pretty sure. For
0: a while. Hmm. Anyway, back on track. The filmmaker guy leaves. Um, and I, I guess you know, he was talking earlier in the film about. You know they're looking for the money shot. They keep saying they're looking for the money shot. Um, what
2: is he? He says the shot
0: that. The shot that you're looking for, you basically.
2: You die after it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, it, it would take your life. Um. But so he leaves the plan in the middle of the plan, and I think we all see that he wants that money shot, and he doesn't care if he dies getting it. And well, I think he gets picked up. So at this point, it doesn't look like a saucer anymore. Um, it it looks like a sail or a, a I don't know some kind of a, a puff fish or something a flying art fabric sculpture. It's it's but it's clearly I, I think puffing itself up to try to be scary um there is a photo thing at jupiter's claim that's uh almost like a wishing well you look down in it and kiss you... and tell wishing well oh is that Terrence terence trent darby <laughs> nice um where you crank the the thing that would bring up the bucket and it takes photos so kiki palmer finds herself at that and do you, well. okay,
2: we discussed this last time do you think that act, that has to exist somewhere right that 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 idea of... i don't know I have, like, some distant memory at, like, Silver Dollar City or somewhere like that when I was a kid that there was, like, a cranking thing
0: that was like that. You look down into the well. and and... they take your picture and all that. I mean, I, I... If it doesn't exist, it does now. Yeah, right. Um... So she starts cranking, trying to take the picture, throwing more quarters in. So it really literally does become... Because she's
2: basically cut off... uh, There's this huge, giant uh, balloon. Steve Young
0: character balloon. Yeah, I
2: think uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade balloon. And she cuts all the uh, ties, and it's floating up because they know know, it hates that kind of thing. And she's just trying to catch it, eating it. And she keeps taking the picture. What, is it quarters she has to put in? I mean, she is. Who has
0: that many quarters? I don't know. I don't know. But it was, um, it, it It took the bait and it popped after trying to eat this huge inflatable and exploded. So it's basically Space Jaws. Um, yeah. Yeah. Smile, you son of a bitch. Boom. Um, and so the main takeaway from this film is inflatables are bad with animals.
1: Yeah. Inflatables are bad with animals, right? <laughs> I'm um, so hey, sorry, I had to take that call. Um, did you already talk about The Well? Yeah. We yeah, just talked talk about it. it. Oh my gosh, I was on the phone thinking to myself, I have to talk about The Well, and you've already done it. So you know what I'm going to say? Well. Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that
1: was so clever. Would you recommend this film, Matthew? I would recommend this, but here's what I'm going to say. If you are someone like myself, in and, and, and many ways... Um, I would suggest maybe seeing it with some cool friends that you can discuss it with afterwards. Because I don't think if I would have seen watched this by myself, I probably wouldn't have told anyone. I'd have yeah. been like, oh, I don't know if I got everything. Because the it was like a stained glass window, and you really have to like stand back from it to like get the entirety of the enormous The enormousness Enormity. Enormity of what... No, let's go with enormousness (laughs) What they're really trying to show you because there's so many things to get fixated on. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the little alien guys. I didn't know that that was going to be the only one. And when that first happened, I was like, oh, uh, oh shit. You know what's going to happen? Those were the decoys that they go... And then the next time we see it, it's going to be the real... You know what I mean? There's so many traps in it and you keep waiting for it you keep waiting for it not knowing that it's already there right you're like thinking with
2: the shoe like oh, well that's going to come back right yeah. yeah
1: but i would recommend this if you really are into um i guess really genius um with directing writing acting i love the girl
0: right um yes you would
1: oh uh yeah especially like
2: i think with all of his films you have to watch them more than once.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ryan, after I saw Us, I was like, I don't know, Get Out was so good. I know this is different, but I didn't like it. And Ryan was like, watch it again. I was like, really? Okay. And I trust Ryan and his opinion on films enough to do that. And upon second viewing, I was like, oh, oh, this is actually brilliant. And I didn't get it. And
2: Well, and yet again, it's it's a, a movie where if you really start to try to unravel the logic of it... It does start to, you know, kind of go to pieces, but it's all interesting, and it's and it all makes you, while you're watching it the first time, be thinking about those other things so that you have to go back and watch it a second time because you're like, I wasn't looking for what this was actually about, and that's a sign of a great film and a great filmmaker to be able to... I think I would like it even more the third, fourth time I watch, watch it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same way. Um... Well, yeah, anything, I guess that's, that's our thoughts on that. I'd, uh, I'd give it four out of five stars, Matt. I definitely would give it four out of four. Oh, nice. I would give it six out of seven. Okay.
1: So, there right. yeah, we cool. are. All right, well, that's no. Oh, and last time we did, I did say that the sequel, I think, that's coming is called Mabes.
0: You heard it here first. that was our nope episode um, it was incredible
1: <laughs> I, it was I, incredible and I hope I, that they listen to it
0: thank you Matthew um, if you want to learn more about us uh, if you want to learn more about us please visit www.connersmithmusicals.com that's kind of with an ER you can follow us on social media Instagram, TikTok Facebook under Connor and Smith again with an ER. We still have our uh Ichabod The Legend of Sleepy Hollow up running till October 30th at creativecauldron.org. You can get tickets. You can also live stream that on Saturday the 29th at 7:30. So no matter where you are, you can check that show out that night. Um thanks so much for listening and we'll drop another episode in a day or two. Uh alright, thanks. Bye. Bye.